everyone. Welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And we're at minute 21. Do you want... Now, I know you have something you want to talk about before we get into it. Do you want me to go ahead and give the start and finish? Let's uh, let's talk about it real quick before we get to the start and finish. It's just a theory okay. I have. Okay. So you know how we were talking about how uh, we don't like how Dan Aykroyd is referred to as pop in this yes. movie? I had a thought about why. Okay. So I was thinking about Southern girls and their fathers. And I think that probably Daddy would be a much more southern girl thing to call your father rather than pop sure but i think that probably they decided to go with pop because they didn't want to put uh britney spears using the word daddy over and over again like i said pop instead of daddy because the internet like i think that maybe like the creepiness factor of britney spears like male we'll call them fans i guess um yeah like I feel like that's why it feels awkward because it should be daddy, but I understand why you wouldn't do that. I see where you're going with that, and I think that's a valid take on it. It does, it feels weird that they wouldn't have just made it dad. Agreed. Agreed. Like to go, to lean so hard into the Southern as to go with pop? Even papa would almost have been better. Yeah. Like, Pa, yeah. Where does pa fall? Uh, is is pa better or worse than pop? I, I I would have to hear it. I called my stepdad pa for a long time and continue to and whatever. So there's right. that aspect to it. Maybe, maybe that would have been. But I, pop is so. First of all, I had never considered the fact that that's the genre that she is operating in too. Is pop, like, oh oh. <laughs> Oh, that makes me hate it more. I know. I know. <laughs> me too. Um, it's bad. But it's also because it's it's so controlled, like pop. Like you can't, yeah. like papa, dad, like you could, I mean, I feel like you could have a bunch of things that aren't, pop feels almost like, like I said on the, on the episode, it's like Zoolander. It's like merman pop like it's it's so like controlled and stifling anyways we don't need to we don't need to talk for much longer i just thought i had that thought while i was listening to an episode the other day i don't remember what okay well i have minute 21 starting with the car driving down the highway yes and i have it going through the car driving down the highway Uh uh-huh it's a whole Spoiler minute alert, tomorrow it's also the car driving down the ha- the highway through the car driving down the ha- the highway. I keep saying hallway, <laughs> it's not the hallway, it's the highway. That would be interesting though. That would be a, a big a big switch. Wednesday, guess what we open on? <laughs> hey, welcome to our road trip movie. I mean like It's well, so at least on Wednesday it's a different camera angle. <laughs> right. We see the people in the car versus just the car driving past. Right. But these are like long shots of the car driving yeah um so yeah so i have it going from the car driving down the highway through the car driving down the highway again yes but this time we see ben in the driver's seat with lucy and kit in the back yeah so the camera's like kind of up by the driver's seat looking at ben and you see lucy and kit in the back um i hate that hat on ben i really hate it i don't hate it as much as i hate the hat on Brittany. 
Okay, fair. That's I fair. hate Britney's bucket hat worse than I hate Ben's beanie. However, Ben's beanie and coat make him look like he's in a different movie where it's cold out. Yeah. Everybody else is like wearing like lightweight longs. Like I, I think Mimi's in like a t-shirt, like a baseball style t-shirt that like comes down to her elbows. Yeah. And Britney's in like a three-quarter sleeve shirt and Kit is in long sleeves, but it's a lightweight shirt. And then right. Ben's like in a beanie and a bomber jacket. It's cold out here today. It's no, it's so not, cold. Ben. It's really not. It's Georgia at graduation. Right. So June. Right. It is June in Georgia. You should all be sweating no matter what you're wearing. There are several things in these five minutes that make me like that keep me being like, did they graduate in the fall? Yeah. Because yeah. that would do it. Um, release the uh, Lipstick and Bruises, the song that we ended the week on last week and started the week of this week, uh, yeah. came out in October of 2001. Mm. And if I may, the first note the first note that I have are is Georgia Plates on the Car, which is a Buick. And the Georgia Plates are TRI-019. And uh, the, license, the registration expires December 01. Okay. So... I've said, so I guess this takes place in 01, or Ben's car is running on expired plates. Probably takes place in 01 since it was released in 02. Right. Um, it That car, would you like to know what the car is today, or do you want to wait till Thursday? I guess <laughs> let's wait. I don't know. All I, I, you know what? I'll go ahead and tell you this. It's a 19, according to the internet, it's a 1973 Buick Skylark. Later in this week, Ben refers to it as the cruiser. Right. But it's a Buick Skylark. I think that that's like like the the shaggin' wagon. Like I yeah. think it's it's the it's name just for what it. he calls right, it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it has a gas tank behind the license plate, which weirded it me out. It does. Yeah, you gotta like flip the license plate down to fill the gas tank, which is have, weird. Have you ever had a gas tank that wasn't on the side of the car? No. Me neither. No, I'm pretty sure they stopped doing that after all the Ford Pintos blew up. Oh, great call. Wow. Yep. Bringing that Ralph Nader uh, hotness to this to this podcast. Excellent. Excellent well, call. Welcome to our podcast where apparently I know things about old cars. Yeah. We have exhausted what I know about old cars. Exhaust is a car thing, too. I um, know that. Hey. Now we've exhausted what I know about old cars. <laughs> now it's just tired. Okay. Um, oh. Ugh. Uh, I have next. I have. Where's the bathroom? Yeah, it's the second door, but there's no soap. And I wrote, ew. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, at least he owned it instead of sending her in there thinking it was going to be a nice gas station bathroom. Right. No, I mean, I feel like it set you up for a f- like a few seconds later when you see Brittany walking into the bathroom and you just hear her go, ugh. Yeah, it's the <laughs> like it's it's so her reaction to it is so quiet and yeah. like in the background that you don't even notice unless you're looking for it but when you do she's like ew it's i think <laughs> so it good. may be my favorite britney acting that i've seen so far in this podcast like okay like she does it so well and it's so both funny and realistic where you're yeah. where, like it's so perfectly timed with uh with Mimi being like she's you know she's not like us she's different yeah. whatever and then you they cut to her just briefly and she's like ugh and like yeah. you're like you're like it's just really really great yeah um, it really is my next note is that um there's a Pepsi machine oh I didn't notice that yeah this the, was the, the height of Britney's endorsement of Pepsi so there is a lot of Pepsi product placement in this movie but I didn't notice that one hey can I tell you about Pepsi 
Yeah, please tell me about Pepsi. Okay, so uh, Pepsi is a carbonated soft drink made by Pe- PepsiCo. It sure is. It was originally created and developed in 1893, and I think that we actually talked about this in Newsies Minute when we were trying to figure out what they were drinking at the at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, it was in, it was made in 1893 by Caleb Bradham and introduced as Brad's drink. Oh, so, well. Hey, you have that friend named Brad, right? So I sure do. Hi, Brad. You, you should bring him a Pepsi one time. Be like, your drink, sir? Because it's a Brad's drink ref. I'm going to do that the next time <laughs> I see him. <laughs> uh, it was renamed Pepsi-Cola in 1898. So the Newsies would have been like, it's Pepsi-Cola now. Um, and then shortened to Pepsi in 1961. It was made in North Carolina, and Pepsi comes from the word digestion, which is in Greek, and cola after the cola nut. And the original recipe also included sugar and vanilla. The Wikipedia page for um, Pepsi is amazing. Uh, In 1909, automobile race pioneer Barney Oldfield was the first celebrity to endorse Pepsi Cola, describing it as a bully drink, refreshing, invigorating, a fine bracer before a race. Huh. The advertising theme, delicious and healthful, was then used over the next two decades. Healthful? Um, healthful. Yeah, yeah. Soda. Uh, right. Like, yeah. soda pop. Like I think basically, and Pepsi. remember that soda at the time was based, what, the slogan for all soda was, at least it's not booze. Um, well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, so, that's also kind of the slogan for soda. Well, no, you know what? Actually, I would bet now people would be like, you'd be better off drinking straight tequila. <laughs> I think you'd probably be right. Uh, so in the 20s, uh, Pepsi-Cola started doing badly, uh, and they changed hands. Uh, they were bought by Charles Guff, the president of Loft Incorporated, which was a candy manufacturer. And he basically bought them so that he could replace his Coke soda fountains with Pepsi soda fountains because they were screwing him on Pepsi on uh, Coke syrup. He was like, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change so that <laughs> I don't have He's to like, pay They're putting much. too much Coke syrup and not enough cocaine in this Coke. Oh, no, I mean, like, they were charging him too much on syrup. Oh. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, probably because it had so much cocaine in it. Right. Yeah. I don't remember if Coke had cocaine in it at that point or not. That's what the coca uh, is. No, I know, coca. but eventually they stopped doing that, right. and I don't remember when that was. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't, just, no, and it wasn't even they were charging him too much. They just didn't give him enough discounts. <laughs> oh. So, oh. so he bought a, a rival soda company. Um, okay. Well, I mean, you know, it must be nice to have money and spite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, during the Great Depression, Pepsi Cola introduced the twelve ounce bottle. So before that, they had had a six and a half ounce bottle, and that's what Pepsi and Coke both had, and they were a nickel a bottle. And okay. Pepsi was like, "Now we have a twelve ounce bottle, still for the same nickel." Uh, they, there was actually a, a jingle uh, recorded by the Tune Twisters in nineteen forty called "Nickel Nickel." The excerpt is Pepsi Cola hits the spot. Twelve full ounces. That's a lot. Twice as much for a nickel too. Pepsi Cola is the drink for you. This is a song that was on the radio, like it was performed by a band. I can, um, you know what? I can hear the Wonders performing that jingle. <laughs> yeah. And Lenny being just like so sarcastically into it, and Jimmy taking it way too seriously, and Guy and TB Player are also there. Yes, they're all also, and yeah, guy doesn't really know what to do with his hands. Yeah. So I have now the the other, the last thing I have about uh, about Pepsi is a list of people that have uh, been paid to advertise for Pepsi Cola. Okay, I imagine it's a big list. It's it's. I'm just gonna hit the highlights. Uh, okay. Joan Crawford 
was married to PepsiCo president Alfred Steele from 55 to 59. And oh. she was the advertising executive and board of directors member from 59 to 73. So, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joni Summers uh, had two popular commercial songs. Um, it's Pepsi for those who think young and now you see it, now you don't, oh, diet Pepsi, uh, which were run in commercials, <laughs> okay. for which she came to be referred to as the Pepsi girl. All right. Michael Jackson uh, did a, a contract in 1984. Uh, through 1993, and we talked about that on Newsies Minute because there were some Newsies that were in that commercial and his hair caught on fire. Yep. During the 1989 Grammys, uh, Pepsi and Puerto Rican singer Cheyenne uh, were featured in the first advertising spot in Spanish to be broadcast on national television without dubbing or subtitles, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in the nineteen in the early 1990s, Ray Charles was the star of the Diet Pepsi campaign. You got the right one, baby, which was also known as Uh Huh, which I I distinctly remember. That was where I first learned who Ray Charles was. Yep, I remember that. The late 90s, the Spice Girls became the face of Pepsi with the tagline "Generation Next," which was inspired by their song "Move Over" from their album Spice World. Very much remember that. In 2001, Britney Spears became a spokesperson for Pepsi. Uh, during her contract, Spears did many commercials including one for the World Cup and other major events. Spears' contract concluded with an advertisement with Pink, Beyonce, and Enrique Iglesias. The ad was made featuring the cover of the song We Will Rock You by Queen, set in a Roman gladiator arena. I don't remember um, that at all. I don't remember that, I... but I want to look at <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of see if you can find that on YouTube and like link it on the Twitter. Yeah, I definitely want to. I, uh, I, I, I delegate to you. <laughs> I, I will. I will. There, there's no, I'll see if I can find it. No, it's James. Do it. I've done my research for this week. This one's on you. <laughs> uh, in 2004, Beyonce, Jennifer Lopez, and David Beckham all starred in a commercial for the brand together, featuring the two singers as assassin-like characters. Um, I feel like I vaguely recall that. <laughs> uh, in 2005, Christina Aguilera was signed to promote Pepsi, uh, and in, but in 2000, she had promoted Coke, so she, I guess, switched sides like the Verizon guy. Oh. Um, but it was not... Um, the campaign featuring Aguilera was released in 2006, but not in the U.S. Isn't that weird? Oh. Aretha Franklin, Janet Jackson. In 2006, those were also spokespeople, but I'm just going to keep... I'm going to go faster. Uh, in 2006, there was a, a Cool Tones campaign involving Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, and the All-American Rejects writing and performing ringtones that could be obtained by purchasing a Pepsi bottle because okay. it was 2006 and ringtones were a thing. Yep. Um, in 2012, Beyonce was signed to promote Pepsi again uh, for the fifth time she was signed to promote Pepsi since 2002. Nicki Minaj was signed in 2012. Jeff Gordon has raced under the Pepsi name since 1987. Oh, uh, wow. And then uh, Drew Brees from the New Orleans Saints and One Direction starred in a Pepsi commercial together in 2013. And then in 2017, model and television personality Kendall Jenner starred in a commercial premiering the week of April 1st, which caused much controversy controversy over social media. That was the one where she was basically, it was like a can't we all get along, like, like where she was like at a Black Lives Matter protest and like gave everyone a Pepsi and then the cops and the protesters got along or something. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, that was I just, bad. I remembered it reading it now. Uh, that yeah. was, there was a lot of bad happening there. <laughs> yeah. So Pepsi through thick and thin has had a lot of celebrities advertising it. Yeah. To segue back into the movie, I my next note is I think Mimi's eating Lay's chips. 
I'm so used to seeing Let's brand chips, which are what they use for like, uh, you know, not you don't have to pay for them. Uh, yeah, like generic brand. Also, Community had a what, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. There was a big thing about Let's chips. But Let's chips are used all over the place in place of Lay's. Really? Um, yeah. Look for I them. Don't... You'll start to see them other places now i will um, i think uh, yeah. community is the first place i ever noticed it and like yeah. registered that i noticed it but it's also i think the first place that ever specifically talked about the chips that they were eating as opposed right. to just letting it exist in the background right um i said it's funny to see the real deal then i did one tiny bit of research and pepsi owns frito-lay so that makes sense <laughs> so as it, to another... why yeah that's yeah that's that's why um, you talk for a while. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll talk for a while. I don't, I don't have a whole lot to say. Um, okay. I have that. So as Lucy is heading to the bathroom, she like kind of glances sideways and makes eye contact with Ben, who is filling up the gas tank. And they're, they are like hardcore eye fucking each other for like a <laughs> split second. So that Mimi is like. Actually, Mimi has the line where she sidles up to Ben and she goes, what are you, hot for her? Which <laughs> is maybe the worst line in the movie. <laughs> and I feel so bad for poor Taryn Manning having to deliver yeah. that line. But you know what? She did it in the best way that any human person who has yes. like actual emotions and context and like a cerebral process could right. possibly deliver it. Like, I could see a robot delivering that line. But no, she actually made it sound like almost something that a human being would say. What are you, hot for her? Yeah. That's <laughs> how it reads. And like, there are a lot of things this week where I'm like, Shonda Rhimes, what are you doing? <laughs> Have you never heard human people speak before? Yeah. But th this, I think, is the worst one for this week. But yeah, there's a definite, like, I'm on my way to the gross no-soap bathroom. Right. And Ben's like, I'm just filling up the gas tank from underneath the license plate. <laughs> like, weird eye-fucking moment. That right. Then Mimi, of course, ruins by sidling up and saying her robot line and then offering Ben potato chips. So he says, so she says, I wouldn't even try Ben. Seriously, she's not like us. She's way out of your league. Yeah. And then she offers him a chip, and he takes a chip and throws it at her? Yeah. What's Ben and Mimi's deal? Okay, so this is a thing that I, <laughs> that I have wondered about, because the way Mimi describes it, it's like, I found this guy who's going to L.A., so I'm going to also go to L.A. in his car. And they're like, right. you can't just go across the country with some random dude you don't know. Yeah. But clearly they know each other. Right. Like, pretty well. They have seems. a rapport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the first time they ever met was the day before the, you know, like the day of the dance. Right. It's clearly at least something where, you know, he grew up in her same neighborhood. Maybe yeah. like he and her older brother were friends. Like, I mean, I definitely have like a big brother, little sister vibe. Oh, yeah, definitely. That makes definitely. me wonder if there was a more established relationship in like a previous iteration of the script. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, or even some scenes that got cut during filming or just from the script where more of a backstory between Mimi and Ben is established. 
Yeah. But but she definitely says when they're like, "How are you getting to L.A.?" She's like, "Just I'm I'm gonna get a ride with this guy." Right. That makes it sound like it's some dude she doesn't know that well. Yeah. But clearly she does. Right. So. Yeah. I uh, and I mean yeah. I like their I like their relationship. I think it's 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 really sweet. I think it's. Yeah, I think they're adorable. Yeah. I have more to say on Ben later this okay. week, but I'll we're we're at. We're far enough into the episode now that I'll I'll table it for later. This episode brought to you by Pepsi. Um, yeah, for real. Um, hey, Pepsi, can we get some sponsorship no, dollars? Real. I don't want like soda, but money would be great. So the last note I have is the song that start that starts playing as they pull out of the gas station. Um, but okay. I'd also like to uh, let's keep in mind that presumably Britney Spears went to the bathroom and didn't wash her hands for the rest of the time that they're in the car until the next time. You know what? I feel like Lucy probably has hand Hand sanitizer sanitizer in her purse. That's, yeah. Given (laughs) something else that she pulls out of her purse later this week that has no business being in her purse, she absolutely has hand sanitizer. Oh, the calculator? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's, That's Thursday. Okay. I wrote down what the song was. Did you? I had to Shazam it. I Shazammed it, but then I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I I guess I Shazammed it and then didn't actually write it down. It was, let's see if Shazam still says what it was. Nope. So it was a band called The Cult. Yes. Why did I not I swear I wrote this down. And it was a song called Rise. Yes. From their 2001 album Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, it peaked at number three on mainstream rock and number 19 on modern rock, which is what is now called alternative songs. Mainstream rock is basically like what you play at like a stereotypical like auto mechanics place. Like it'll okay. play like Metallica and stuff. I found where I wrote it down. It was not where I thought I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, one, the only thing I have to say about this song is that it's fine. It's a good yeah. whatever. It's it's what it's it. It does the thing it's supposed to do. Yep. Did you go with us to HF Festival in 2001? I have never been to HF Festival. Okay. No. The Cult played at HF Festival in 2001. And I I didn't know who the hell they were, so I didn't really pay attention. But this would have been like a song they would have probably featured prominently. Because sure. it was uh, from their new release and stuff. So presumably I have heard this song being performed at or near me uh, live. Even though I did That's not cool. uh, recognize it at the time yeah so yeah um that's all i have and uh i think that's my biggest minute so uh okay (laughs) well every you know i'm just gonna say right now everyone buckle up for thursday (laughs) i did some research and i i have four post-it notes on which i did my research so everyone just wait for thursday but until then we have some social media we are on twitter we are at crossroads underscore min individually i'm at unabashedly aaron i'm at unabashed james we are also on the scavengers network which can be found on twitter at scavengersnet, or can be found at scavengersnetwork.com or on patreon.com slash the scavengers network where you can sign up for the patreon and get lots of extra bonus content mm-hmm at the time of this recording, I have not yet released the January bonus content from us, but I promise before the end of January, I will do so. It's going to be good. And I have bonus content for shows that we aren't even doing anymore to edit. Whatever. Newsies Minute is forever. Newsies Minute is forever. You know what else is forever? Friendship? 
We will. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> hey, James. Yeah. Let's be best friends forever. We will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.